from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans. Greetings from our Smoothie King Center studios today. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, it'll be my great pleasure to keep this thing on the rails today because, as promised, uh, here on this Wesley Wednesday, David Wesley is here and our I special... Am. Yes, and our special co-host today, Ryan Anderson. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wesley Wednesday. It is Wesley Wednesday. I know. Every Wednesday on the Black It's always Wesley Wednesday. Yes. I want to. You need to get up to date. I I do need to get up to date. You guys haven't invited me in here enough, and it bothers me. Let's just say this will be the first of many, perhaps. I hope so. Yeah, because okay. you're not doing anything. You're, you're, I have you're free. plenty of time <laughs> to come in here. Yes. And now that I know where your guys' little office is... I can pop in here whenever I want, huh? And you should. Good to see you. Come out swinging, did you, this morning, Dub? I'm sorry? Come out swinging a little bit this morning. I have a bat in my hand. Literally, he has a bat in his hands as we we tape here this morning. So, okay, as promised, Ryan Anderson here today as our week of uh, special co-host continues. Uh, Jason Smith was here on Monday, Rhino. And then Darius Miller. Thanks for choosing me first, guys. No, we waited for for hump day for you. (laughs) Oh, good. Hump day. Yes. (laughs) I'm afraid that David, why does David have a bat right now and he's aiming it in my direction? It you're, scares me. You're far enough away. I think better with my bat in my hand. This is true. What movie? I think better with a bat in my hand? Untouchables? Yeah. No, I can't think of it either, though. A League of Their Own. No. You're a movie guy. <laughs> what? I was in a Tom Hanks mode this week. No, not Tom Hanks. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Great one. There's no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. Not, not my favorite Lizard. baseball movie, but no, not definitely not. Definitely I mean, not. It was definitely. a lawyer holding the bat. Let me tell him what's on the show today, fellas. Shall we? Yeah. All right. So special co-host today. We're going to talk about Ryan. Obviously, we have a special guest for Ryan today, just like we did for Darius Miller yesterday and for Jason mm-hmm. on Monday. Uh, let's see. On Monday, Jason's uh, college coach joined us. And his best friend and college teammate. Oh, wow. This is getting – these are serious yes. special guests. Yesterday, we had Darius Miller's high school basketball coach on from Mason County, Kentucky. Wow. Yes. And that was a big surprise. He didn't expect He that. did not expect that. Um, and ironically, both guys are from small towns. Kersey, wow. Colorado for Jason. And Darius from Mays, Mays, Maysville. That's right. Now, I know you're from the big city of Sacramento, but actually it's outside a, of it's it. Bi- it's a big city. It is, yeah. No, the town I'm from is probably smaller than both of No, maybe not Jason's. It's from a sm- I'm from a small town. Do you have though. a stoplight? Uh, yeah, we have a few of them. Okay, then you're bigger than Jason's. They just got a stoplight in Kersey. Really? They almost had a parade for it. Yeah, Jason, I feel like I always imagine Jason out on the prairie. Maybe he has a barn, maybe a few acres of land. Uh, I don't have that back at home. You don't strike me as a ranch kind of guy. No, I'm pretty much suburbanized. Yeah, I think so. Young I think fella. so. Saints made a big, big splash last night in NFL free agency. Um, and Jarris Bird is the newest New Orleans Saint. Um, so we're going to talk with Mr. Bird here in just a moment, actually. Uh, but we also want to talk about the Pelicans game against the Grizzlies tonight. And uh, we're going to talk about the injury and where things stand with that. It's kind of like the elephant in the room here. We kind of have to talk about that. Yeah, okay that's with fine. It. I'm all right. I'm yep. always okay with that. And then um, a couple of other topics. You know, both of you all, both of you kind of had an unconventional start to your NBA careers. Did you know that? You share that in common? No, I have okay. no idea. I think mine's more unconventional. Yes, because you were undrafted and then played a nice long career. And what's unconventional about? He didn't take an agent. Well, I, I originally, I mean. You were drafted without an agent, though, correct? I was drafted with an agent. I, w- I did have an agent, but I picked. I chose at the last minute. Basically, okay. for for me, I, I was deciding if I was going to stay in college or not. And obviously, if you if you sign with an agent, you can't. I feel like you guys are looking behind me, like somebody's going <laughs> to pop up behind. <laughs> Special guest coming through the door. 
let me just you're cool. sorry sidetrack <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um so i did have an agent so after uh after obviously my second year in school i it was a big big debate you know whether or not i should go or not and and uh, i decided to go and i i signed with an agent what was so. your final decision to go what made yeah. my final decision I, I mean how can you pass up an opportunity like that for me yeah, if I was going to be a first-round pick, I knew that I should go because it's a risk coming back the next year. And, and we had a, a – also, I mean, we had a new staff, a whole new staff come in. Um, at Cal. At Cal, yeah. yeah. I mean, coaching staff uh, – basically, basically, most of the basketball operations was just completely different. So, for me, I wasn't sure what the system was going to be like or if I could be able to, you know, do the same thing I did that year. And I had a pretty good year, so – uh, I decided to go. Okay. All right. Good choice. But I'd say I'm unconventional still. You are, but I'm not maybe not as unconventional as I first thought. I'm an unathletic white guy, man. I'm unconventional. You got some You said the same thing to me the other day, Dave. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I meant that. Yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> and you were correct um, at this point in my life. That's right. for sure. Um, real quick, before we bring in uh, Jairus Bird, uh, have you guys watched the – does the NFL free agency thing move the needle at all for either of you? No. Either from a business standpoint <laughs> or from a sports standpoint. You no? know, living in New Orleans, football – this is the most I've ever been exposed to football. I never grew up watching it. I never – quite frankly, I never liked the sport. I never really cared that much. But it is fun going to Saints games. You know, I'm, people are probably going to hate me for saying it, but I, I'm just not a big football guy. It's okay. And mine is different. I, I love football. I love That's one of my favorite sports. But uh, a couple of years ago, maybe five or six years ago now, I met a friend. We got to playing golf, got to talking football. We're both fans of uh, the Cowboys. And all of a sudden, he started sending me, this guy got hurt. This guy got, you know, the third center got waved. And I'm saying, too much. <laughs> I just like to watch the game. He's a fantasy football league guy. Then he's got to be if he's. I'm assuming so. Okay. Yeah, he was. He was giving me all the, all the uh, transactions. I said no. Stop sending me. I blocked him. Okay. People get too intense with the football updates. Like it, the whole fantasy football thing is just way too much for me, and I'll never be able to understand it or get it. Some of my friends do it, and it bothers me. I don't even want to talk about it. I always forget to change my lineup. I did that. I did it two years, and I was, <laughs> I'd have guys out, hurt, and same guys. And you were starting them. Yes. Yes. Well, since you both love football so much, um, <laughs> right here in the first segment, we're going to get to uh, what I think a lot of Saints fans are looking forward to doing, and that's hearing from uh, Jarris Bird. One of this is this guy is one of the top free agents on the board. The Saints, I think, surprised a lot of people in, in signing him. Um, three Pro Bowls in his five years. Uh, coming out of uh, Oregon. He's formerly of the Buffalo Bills, now the New Orleans Saints, and this is my visit with him today. He's the newest New Orleans Saint. He's Jairus Bird. Congratulations. Thanks, Clay. Glad to be here. Pretty exciting news. I think people around town are, I mean, thrilled to hear that you're wearing black and gold coming up this summer. Oh, that makes two of, I mean, all of us. So I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to, you know, get in the community and see what's going on in New Orleans. All right, so what did your dad say? He was excited. He said, you know, see you twice a year. This and, is uh, the son of Gil Bird, by the way. Yeah. So he played for what? The Chargers? Is that right? The Chargers, yes. Yep. So he was excited about, you know, it's. I love when sons of NFL players or even just the older players themselves see young men like you have success via free agency. It's something they didn't have. Exactly, yeah, and that, and that was something we uh, we had talked about. You know, I know they striked back in the back when he was playing for this to be able to have free agency, and um, it was something that we talked about, and it was you know it was important to him. So you know he was really happy to see that I was able to something that he fought for was able to benefit from. So it's about choice. So the question yeah. I have for you right off the bat: Why the Saints? Man, I, just the Saints. You know, nothing much you need to really say. I mean, the winning culture down here. You know, having. You know, a great quarterback, a great head coach. You know what I mean. And then this great defense with with Coach Ryan. I mean, you couldn't ask for much more. This is this is when you when you try to build something special. This is this is the the ingredients you want. Think back, just a little bit. When you started thinking about what choices you may have this spring, when did you start right. thinking about whether it be New Orleans or anywhere else, but maybe specifically about the Saints? When did you start to say, you know, that might be a good fit for me? 
I mean, really, it was just one of those things where I separated myself out of the process. I, you know, I wanted to make sure I did what I need to do on the field and produce and make sure I did what I need to do. And then I let my agent handle most of it. And he just kind of brought everything to me and, and, you know, handled that side of things. So it was really something that, you know, when things happen, you know, it was a great opportunity. So it's a blessing. Well, you know the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. You were there this past fall. What, yeah. did, you, did you think about that experience at all? Yeah, I mean, it, it was rocking in there, you know, um, when, when when they were on defense and then just the offense, the way they were working, obviously, at first hand, you know, going against their offense. But, you know, everything, they, they did they did a good job. They're very well coached, you can tell, and they, they execute at a high level. All right, so being the quarterback of the defense, is that fair to say where your position is if that's – kind of the role that you want to assume here? Yeah, I mean, every defense is different, you know, position-wise. You know, sometimes it's the linebacker, sometimes the safeties, um, being the quote-unquote quarterback of the defense. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be asked to do, so I don't want to speak on something that I don't really know too much about. So I'll know more of what my responsibilities will be a little later. All right, so here's what we know about you. Three Pro Bowls in five years. You stop me if I mess up on one of these. <laughs> 22 picks, over 350 tackles. You forced 11 fumbles in your time. But what is it about you that, that none of us know? There's got to be something. What about you, whether it be as an athlete or as a person, should we know now that you're in the family? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm pretty I'm pretty a laid-back guy. You know, I, I'm pretty simple. So um, what you see is what you get, you know, and that's really how I am. So I'm not any, you know, glitz, glamour. It's just low-key. Play any other sports? Uh, baseball. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and and did you progress that through high school? And what position did you play? I played shortstop, and uh, I did progress through high school. I can't I'm, – I'm, I'm looking at a pretty imposing figure right now here in Studio B. Um, the thought of you uh, swinging a bat 60 feet away from me is a little intimidating. Right <laughs> yeah, it's, it, was, it was a fun sport, you know. It was, it was good. Teach you a lot of eye-hand coordination. So I think that has helped me in the game of football. Any hobbies? Uh, not really. I like to, uh, you know, just chill out, just relax. I don't have too many, too many off like crazy hobbies. I'll go fishing, do little things like that, but nothing crazy. I think one thing about this locker room, I'm sure it's the same way around the NFL. College rivalries are fun to watch when we're around the guys. You, you're, you full well realize that there's a guy down the hall there that's an Oregon State Beaver, right? Oh yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Did you guys play against each other? I'm talking about Keenan, I guess. Yeah, we played against each other in uh, college. Um, we were we were there at the same time. So, um, yeah, we definitely had those rivalries. But I wouldn't really call it a rivalry because when it's, you know, Oregon's winning all the time, you don't really – it's not really too much of a rivalry. You couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> couldn't help myself. What's the Civil War like? You know, I've been up there a couple times in Portland around the time that they play. And that just that little taste alone lets me know that it's pretty unbelievable. What about from a player's standpoint? Yeah, serious, you know, because they're so close in proximity that, you know, a lot of times you're going to see those guys out or, you know, be around them at some point cross paths. So, you know, that's definitely you want to have those bragging rights, especially in the summer out there, something that you, you like to have. You're going to get that feel a little bit when that uh, football team from Atlanta, which I don't like to say their name a whole lot, but when they come around, I think you're going to see a little bit of that civil war mentality oh yeah between, yeah oh, okay so th that's the one cool thing about football in the south okay is, cool. the, is this this culture that's built around it when you cool. look at what you're going to do now in the off season and kind of head toward your first camp with rob ryan and coach payton and everybody else what's what's seemingly right now important to you to get settled in with a new team just get all the the extra stuff that doesn't relate to football out the way man because that's what it's about is just come in here and win games about this this game this team you know so get all that distractions get all that out the way that's what I'm trying to you know do right now and then so I can just be the best I can be are you a vo we've had a great conversation are you are you an outgoing vocal uh, demonstrative type player on the field or are you kind of a go about my business kind of guy kind of go about my business just you know lead by example you know let you know let what I do speak for itself but um Whatever I'm needed to do, I'm going to do. So whatever, you know, Coach Payton asked me to do and whatever Coach Ryan asked me to do, that's what I'm going to do to the best of my ability and help this team in whatever way I can. The defensive players with the Saints that I've gotten to know in my time with the team love matching wits with Drew Brees on a daily basis. Have you thought about that aspect yet? Actually, I have. You know, 
this past year in the in Hawaii at the Pro Bowl, we got to go against each other a little bit in practice. So um, I can see how that could be a fun thing. So, yeah, I look forward to doing it. It can only make me better. So it's going to be good. Congratulations. Thanks it's great to lot. have you. I'm glad to be here. Big news. I think you're going to love New Orleans. Great. Thank you. All right. All right, so there's our visit with Jairus Bird today. Ryan Anderson's our co-host, along with David Wesley. This is a, let's just say, a blockbuster edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm on That's really nice okay. of you guys. Thank you. Let's, I mean, take a, let's take a quick time out, and then we'll pick back up where we're, I guess, we're leaving off here. Back in a minute. New Orleans Pelicans season ticket holders are with the team at the perfect time. Our season ticket holders continue to enjoy benefits that include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions and merchandise, access to the Zataran season ticket holder pregame party, and much more. You'll want to be with us as we take this team to the next level. Plus, most season ticket holders renewing their seats by March 31st will lock in their current ticket pricing. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to renew your seats today. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand, that's the power of people. Entergy. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue with uh, David Wesley and Ryan Anderson here on this Wednesday. Special thanks to uh, Jarris Bird for stopping by today already. And uh, let's get right to that elephant in the room question, the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I read in the, that you were in the newspaper yesterday. I'm sure you know this. I don't know this. Okay. I, I, guess, you had, I guess you had said to... The assembled media covering the team here in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The latest news was I've been consulting with a number of different doctors, but we have not come to a conclusion yet. Yes, that's that's the uh, definitely the update as of now. It's 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 a tough injury because it's not cut and dry. You know, it's not a situation where I I look at it and or, or the doctors have looked at it and say you, you know you need surgery right now and. Uh, you know, the hard thing is it, it is a serious uh, surgery, you know, it has to do with my spinal cord. So it's not something you just jump right into. Um, so for me, I mean, I've this is I've had a couple opinions now. And uh, basically both doctors have told me to just um, be conservative on it. Uh, I can't do a lot of rehab right now, which is which is tough for me. Um, obviously, I want to try and stay in decent shape and I want to uh, obviously try and do something to feel better but um, you know I still have a little bit of symptoms in my hands uh, kind of a tingly feeling so as long as I have that I can't really do much Um, but so as of now I'm gonna uh, hopefully wait for those symptoms to uh, to uh, go away and if they do then hopefully I don't need to get surgery so I'm gonna wait a little bit longer and, and make a decision but as of now I'm I'm just, uh, I haven't even, I'm not even going to think seriously about surgery quite yet. Can you ride a bike or elliptical or are you just absolutely nothing right now? So I can, but if I start to feel symptoms or sometimes, you know, like I tried to run on the Alter G, which is the, you know, the Weightless. gravity thing, you know, it takes away your, your weight. And uh, the next day I just felt a little bit more pain in my fingers. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, the doctor said if I start feeling feeling a difference, then I need to stop. So, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, walking around, sleeping, driving, doing normal stuff, I feel fine. If I had a normal 9 to 5, I'd be fine. Kenny Gaddison had a similar injury back when he played. Up until I saw Kenny, uh, who's now an assistant coach with the Suns, um, until I saw him, I guess when we were there, what, a week or two ago? Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it before in basketball. Mm-hmm. We're still talking about something that's quite rare. So He talked to me about it, actually. Yeah. Uh, and he hit me with a great uh, – <laughs> he, he, he wasn't very uh, – he said, you know what, this injury right here, this injury – was the downfall of my career. That's what he said to me. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Good to see you, Kenny. Yeah, he's like, well, I was, it was later in my career, obviously, but uh, 
That's what he said to me. And I said, well, all right. Good words, man. Glad I came and talked to you. No, but, but uh, obviously this is something that uh, if I were to get surgery, it, it would be something that uh, it's a very successful surgery and, um, you know, something that it would take, uh, you know, obviously a few months to recover from. Mm -hmm. But it's relatively safe. But it is still, again, it has to do with the spinal cord. So it's not something you just jump right into. Do you, think, also, go oh, ahead, David. do you think – about having surgery sooner than later if it comes to that because of next season? Like, so you can get some workout, be ready for training camp, that kind of thing? Or is that not really a concern? Yeah, obviously, uh, obviously for me, yeah, I want to be ready by next season. You know, I want to be ready for the year, uh, for the whole year. Um, and, I, you know, both doctors, it's their job to be conservative, to not look at the the, the – basketball side of things just to look at me as the human being not the basketball player so for them um for them you know they agree I mean they think that that uh even if I did get surgery I could come back and, and be ready for next year but uh yeah I think that timing will come into play but I think that's in the next few months that's when that decision will kind of if my symptoms are still there um uh, that's when I'll really start to try and make that decision. Okay. David Wesley, Ryan Anderson with us here on the Black and Blue Report, another uh, guest to come still. Let me throw let me throw two topics at both of you, one a current player, one <coughs> or you being a current player, you being a former player, both topics, though, I think you'll probably have a strong opinion on. Um, number one, new commissioner Adam Silver is really making this two-and-through idea um, the top of his list. You know, of course, we've had the one-and-done syndrome maybe that's a maybe that's not fair to use the word syndrome we've had the one and done scenario now for some time um and now adam silver is wanting to make a push for raising the entry age for the nba um this is not something that the players association has taken kindly to over the years but i'm curious as to as to why maybe you can offer an opinion on, on why that is and whether or not you either agree with the current scenario or what maybe the commissioner would like to see down the road I, I think, you know, when you talk about going to college to get a job, to make more money, I mean, to come into the NBA if you choose to after one and done, uh, it, it makes sense. You, you get out there, you make a ton of money, hopefully, and off you go. That's perfect scenario. But I like this idea because I think the college game suffers. I think programs suffer when you go one and done. And – the NBA game has suffered because these one-and-done guys are coming in and because they have the potential to be stars, they're coming in trying to be the guy early in a career where they're not prepared, they're not ready, they're not strong enough, they're not big enough, fast, whatever the case may be, know how to play the game. And I think it hurts the NBA game a lot. Uh, you have so many young teams and so many um, <coughs> bad teams because of it uh, I think the product has suffered because of the one-and-done situation. Ryan, what uh, about you? I agree totally. Um, obviously, I mean, we're both guys that, that weren't one-and-done guys, you know. So, I mean, um, you might have a little little bias. But for me, I love college. It was probably one of the best experiences of my life. I mean, coming to the NBA, is, it's – it definitely grows you up coming to the NBA. I mean, you're around men, you know, and, and in college you're not. And um, I think it's a super valuable experience. I mean, you learn so much in the college game, but I think guys kind of need to learn that discipline too. You know, you, you guys go one and out and feel like they're privileged and, and then come to the NBA and, and they're just – they're not <laughs> anymore. I mean, um, unless you're the number one pick, you know – unless you're coming in contributing right off the bat, you know, you see guys suffer through that and you see guys struggle. And, and also I think, you know, if, if players had more experience in the college game, I think, uh, you know, I think for the NBA game, it would help because, you know, scouts and, and, you know, these, these high draft pick, some of these guys should not be picked this high. Do you know what I mean? So the development, mm -hmm. the development, <laughs> I, I, I'm just being honest, you no, know, no, you're the right. development uh, isn't there yet. So you're kind of basing it off of high school almost, you know, and um, so, you know, 
I, I definitely don't see that going over well with the players. I don't think guys would want that. I, I think that, uh, I mean, you look at the college game now, there's so many guys that are just the one and out products right now. All these guys that we're watching on TV are one and out guys. You know, the, the ESPN games are these, are, are, uh, they're aired of these college teams with one and out type players. Mm -hmm. Um, and you look at them and you don't know how they're going to pan out in the NBA, but um, maybe a couple years more in college. We don't even know how they're going to pan out in the NCAA tournament. Right. right. It exactly. used to be with the tournament, you could track a guy's college career based on maybe a couple of tournament appearances. What did he do in the tournament last year? You know, what did, you know the drama, you know, he – his team was upset in round two last year, and now he's back. You know, we don't even have that storyline anymore. I, I will say the one thing that I will add to this, and I've, and I've heard this from a number of people, this notion of we can't tell somebody when they can start going to work or not to make money. Well, last time I checked, um, just because you're 18 doesn't mean you can even rent a car. <laughs> you have to be 25 to do that. Or just because you're 18 – if you want to be a doctor, that suddenly you get to be a doctor. Well, no, you actually have to go through college and then med school and then an internship and everything else. And we're talking about it like it's a negative. You're getting a paid education. These guys are going to get I, I, I a know. scholarship to have multiple years at a probably a pretty darn good university. I mean, they're not going to a junior college. Or go, or go get paid to play in the D-League right. at a minimal mm. you know, income. Right. I mean, if, that's, if you want income, you can go do that. Right. And so, the thing we haven't really talked about is the social aspect of it. Oh, well, that's, you know, that, yeah. that's a whole other thing. You got a 19-year-old kid coming in, and now he has to do everything himself. Uh, and, you know, even, you know, towards my end of my career, you know, we had uh, J.R. Smith, Ricky Davis. Those guys weren't necessarily socially ready for the real world uh, because they were either one and done or didn't go to college at all. Yeah. Let me cram in the second question real quick before we go to the break. We're going we're gonna to see the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, who are barely in the playoff picture at the eighth spot. <coughs> Phoenix right behind them. Either of those two teams right now would be the third seed in the Eastern Conference if the season ended today. We've watched what Philadelphia has done. They've lost now, I think, 17 in a row. Hmm. The big topic of tanking is out there. Are teams tanking uh, to try and work the lottery system or is that an overblown notion in your eyes, and that's from a player's standpoint here? I think it's all different. I think some teams do, some teams don't. Um, How would you, you know? What's that? How would you know? What would you base it on? Um, I mean, some teams just flat out just don't have the talent. I mean, some teams don't have the go. I mean, you see, look at a team like Philly and – they had such a great run in the beginning of the season. It was such a shock to everyone. I mean, I think we all saw that team not having the most successful season this year. So tanking, I don't know with them. I mean, but, you know, it's a strategy. This game's a business at the end of the day. You know, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the thing that people forget. It is a game, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, it is a strategy. You want to get the best draft pick you possibly can. So, I mean... It's hard to say. It's hard to imagine a team just wanting to tank or or, or what. But but uh, I I, I, know, I definitely know it happens. You know, with some teams. You may have been involved in it when you were at Boston, when during that stretch of your career. Now, let me be clear about and at something. The time, at least I, I didn't know. That's the thing. Let me let me ask that to clear something up. Have you ever heard of a a fellow player, anybody coming to you and saying they're asking us? There's no such thing as we're not going to play to the best of our ability, or we're not going to compete, correct? Yeah, there's no way you can ask a player to do that. And each and every game that I went out in that, in that year, I think it was 96-97, I was out there trying to win. I was frustrated because we didn't win or frustrated because we got blown out. Uh, but then you look back, and, of course, ML Carr has come out publicly and said, you know, he kept that job because he was going to give Dennis Johnson that job to coach and didn't because he didn't want to give him that awful record that he was going to have. But, uh, you know, I was listening to a, a Celtic podcast, and, and they had Brent Barry on there when he played with the Bulls. And he said he played on that team where seven or eight guys never played another day in the league after that season. The team that I had, I could name some guys, Nate Drigger, Brett Zabo, Michael Hawkins. I mean, 
And then we had older guys, Frank Burkowski, that after that season, they didn't play another day in the NBA ever. They played overseas. They played CBA or D-League or whatever it was at the time. And uh, we were clearly tanking because some of those guys even started and never played again. Wow, okay. Well, I think trades and, and you know, the, the the deadlines have a lot to do with it too. You know, maybe maybe management looks at a situation and says maybe we don't get this guy and we play the rest of the rest of the year out with the guys we have. I mean, I've never played on a team where we've tanked. Um, I played on a on a not very good New Jersey Nets team our rookie year. And uh, that was the year before that what 12 win season so we didn't have that quite bad of a year I mean we, we still won some games but um, by no means were we ever going to be in the playoffs and and of course we wanted a good draft pick the next season mm-hmm. you know in Orlando I'm I, never situation like that and obviously here I mean we're right now we're we're battling like we're we're making a playoff run you know these guys fight so hard so I mean it I've never really been around it, so I'm, I just can imagine that it definitely does happen. Yeah, no. Oh, it Pelicans definitely happens. What's that? It definitely happens. Okay. But yes, yes or no question. Is the current system, we're talking about draft order, is the current system okay or does it need to be changed? Yes or no, Ryan? Man, is the current system like the draft lottery? Yes. I think it has to be changed a bit. Okay. So a no. So... Yes, it needs to be changed. Yes, it needs to be changed. Yes. See, at least you remember the question. <laughs> I didn't even remember the question. Yes, it needs to be changed or no, it's okay. David Wesley. For the win. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Okay. It I, is hard. I, is it, do you just think to say yes fair? or no, yeah. I, you know, the teams that are doing well, how do they get better through the draft? They don't. Um, so maybe yes, um, but I don't know. Okay, good stuff. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Special guest. We'll delve into Ryan Anderson, the man. Um, <laughs> the man. Sounds like something on. It's A&E. me. Ryan Anderson, <laughs> the man. The man. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap up the show with a couple thoughts about tonight's game because that's going to be fun tonight when the Grizzlies are here to take on the uh, Pelicans at Smoothie King Center. And we've got toast for the coast. I want to ask Ryan about some certain videos that are on the internet now uh, that he participated in with one Anthony Davis. They're not bad videos. They're actually pretty <laughs> I was good. I going to say, yeah. they're good ones. So, uh, with David Wesley and his Ray-Bans on and Ryan Anderson, I'm Sean Kelly. We'll continue right after this. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Sirius XM subscribers now have a place to talk NBA 24-7. Sirius XM NBA Radio. To the lane, lays it up, he lays it up! With experts like Steve Kerr, Kenny Smith, Lionel Holland, Sam Mitchell, Jerry Stackhouse, and many more. Plus, guest appearances by NBA players, coaches, and GMs. Get closer to this. LeBron to the rim with a two-hand jam. And this. Direct, fades and fires the rainbow 18-foot jumper is a thing of beauty. By listening to Sirius XM NBA Radio. Channel 217. And the Sirius XM app. This is Pelicans forward Ryan Anderson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Black and Blue Report continues on this Wednesday again with David Wesley and Ryan Anderson. I'm Sean Kelly, and as promised, the special guest for Ryan Anderson. He just found out the identity of the guest in our uh, dialing of her number, but uh, with us is Rachel Groves, formerly or Mushu Mushu. Mushu. That's Mushu. <laughs> That's, That's her nickname, Mushu. Okay. Did you give her that nickname? Hi, Rachel. Yeah, I did. Hi, good morning. Ryan Anderson's sister. And his too. Okay. <laughs> we just call each other Mushu. Mushu. You yeah. fired the first shot here, <laughs> yep. apparently. Yep. Here on national radio. <laughs> let everybody know. Yes. <laughs> Rachel, we wanted to bring you in because Ryan's our special co-host today. And while we've uh, been picking his brain and making him be very cerebral and mm. authoritative on different subjects, we thought we'd knock him down a few notches. And perhaps, Rachel, awesome. you'd, you'd, you'd share more with us about Ryan Anderson, the man, the brother. Is that fair? Awesome. 
<laughs> Rachel, um, so I can just spill it. Yeah, well, I mean, if you just want to go, just go. <laughs> just so give, I her, can give her the microphone. Well, what are you going to say? <laughs> First of all, hold no. on. First she, of all, I have to say, my sister, my sister is is a uh, very pregnant over there. I'm about to have a nephew, I am. a little little boy. Do when? Actually, he's going to be a big boy, and okay. I'm excited about that. Do when? I hope so. When do you I do? I want him to be a basketball player. Do in May. Do in May? Do in May. Well, yeah. you are really pregnant yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Rachel, yes, let, 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 me, let me let me just uh, throw a warm-up toss up at you, and we'll, and we'll see if you can top it. One of my favorite Ryan stories that he's given me is that back in high school, the opposing team's fans would sometimes chant cankles at him. <laughs> um, which I thought... I never heard that No, before. yeah. Wow. He, he was man enough to tell me that. Um, and I was somewhat disturbed <laughs> by it as well. It, it was a very traumatic experience. But Rachel, I mean, that was at an away game at a rival. Rachel wouldn't have been there. I mean, that, let's be real, Rachel. We'd never watch sports growing up, right? I mean, I tell it to everybody, no, but nobody believes never. me. Please, can you validate that? We, we, I think we one time went to a Kings game, and we sat way up at the nosebleed <laughs> seats, and we ate hot dogs, and we, like, threw stuff at people. But <laughs> ate hot really dogs. And <laughs> whenever we talk about a story, by the way, about, like, back in the day, it involves eating. Just letting you know. That's that's why you had we cankles. <laughs> that's home. why. Oh, yeah. That's why I had cankles. We'd for make sure. forts at home or, like, do cool things around the house, so we prepare it around food. We'd, we'd make forts and make snacks and eat them in the forts. So there'd be a kitchen in yeah, the fort, was, pretty much. Yeah. We'd go in the – we had a jacuzzi. Definitely would eat, like, goldfish out there, candy. I mean, we'd, it would just eating. How close are you to an age? Who's older, who's younger? She's older. I'm four years older. Four years older. Yeah. She's a good big sis, yeah, though. When, when, oh, when, when, Rachel, when you were in high school and all your good-looking friends were coming around the house and whatnot, it was – was Ryan kind of annoying? Was he an annoying little brother? Well, he was quiet then. He actually became super outgoing, I think, once he came into high school. But he was always just like, he, he was kind of like chubby and like, little, like <laughs> <laughs> And he would like creepily walk around and like take, and then we'd take pictures with my friends that he thought were attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jessica Lyon, shout out for you. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, I uh, I had a crush on one of her friends, and I used to uh, walk. Her. I did. I, I that was a creepy moment, but I was so nervous. You know, I was, I was always so nervous to go talk to her. And I went over and and uh, I, I showed all my friends that picture. Like, look at my girlfriend. You know, <laughs> Jessica Lyons. Really embarrassing. Oh, Thanks, man. Rich. Yeah, he had he had some good husky times. I husky. was husky. I was I like, husky, I like guys. Husky. Well, this is all centered around one theme here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's The true. fat Ryan. The ch- <laughs> the, I have a few pictures, you know, one on my Instagram. I was a solid, uh, I was a 260, all fat high school. You know what I mean? It wow. was. I was husky. I, I was athletic, though, back then, man. Yeah. I was. I was, I was but probably, then you thinned out. I thinned out. I did. I lost like 30 pounds before college. We've talked about that before, too, though, I think. Rachel, when did you figure out your brother was pretty cool? <laughs> I mean, that uh, comes. My, you know, like, honestly, like my daughter and my son, that, that moment's kind of getting there now. But Is it all? Yeah. Honestly, this sounds corny, but I always loved him so much, even oh. when he was a little baby. We need sound effects. There's a picture of us. There's a picture. No, we are really close, though. But there's a picture of us. I'm probably a few months old, right, Rach? You know the picture I'm talking about. Yeah, I think you're six months old, but I was four years old. She's four years old, and I'm six months old, and she's holding me, and I'm as long as her. Wow. He was freaking huge. I was freaking (laughs) huge. You could think this is a podcast, huh? (laughs) Yeah. No, I I was 11 pounds when I was born. I was a big baby, and my sister's 5'6", so she's – I'm a freak. I don't even know where I came from. So me and he really is. So we we were pretty much always the same size. So it, the four year age difference, it never has felt like I'm four years younger. I don't know for me personally, but we always hung out. I mean, we we could pr- pretty much quote all of Dumb and Dumber because we watched the same movie every day in eight. And Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> and Mrs. Doubtfire too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have some great some great things about looking the same age. Um, a lot of times when my friends would call the house, it'd be like, hello, 
They'd be like, Rachel? And they're like, no, it's Ryan. <laughs> oh, no. We, I, we did have the same tone of voice for a while. <laughs> tone? Is it that what you're going to say? Yeah, it took me a while to... Uh, to uh this is like eighth grade we're talking actually so yeah that's it was bad it was really bad and i uh you know it i i'm not even gonna get into what i was gonna get into i was gonna get into the uh (laughs) well i didn't grow armpit hair until about junior year in high school it took me a while to uh develop into this man that you see here today this is good stuff. Yeah, so manly now. I'm, yeah. so, I'm so manly. <laughs> I'm very much disturbed by where this is all going. I tried to stop myself, but yeah, I figured I it was just, it, let's just keep this train going. Yes. We're talking armpit hair. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Rachel didn't start growing her armpit hair until then either, huh? Go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, with these with these two guys, you better, you really got to jump into the conversation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so my brother always looked so much older. He probably looked maybe two to three years older than, like, his classmates because he was, like, so much bigger. And this one time, (laughs) my mom took him to this community center to do an Easter egg hunt, (laughs) and they they wouldn't let him participate with his age group because they thought my mom was lying. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom had to go home and get his birth certificate, and then the Easter egg hunt was over. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get to do the hunt. That's depressing. Isn't there some kind of story where, like, I was (laughs) somebody asked me to read something out loud or something I couldn't do? They're like, "What's wrong with your son?" (laughs) You know, because I was so much bigger. Yeah, you're like a you're like a little kid in the old kid's body. Yeah, I'm an old soul, Rach. Do you agree? You are. It's true. I'm an old soul, guys. You know, so my grandpa, my grandpa says that a lot. Okay. All right. Oh, did you, Rachel? Did you? Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to get away from. She's the, got a great laugh. She does. I missed the laugh. laugh. Rachel, uh, it's did, a belly laugh. Did Go you? Ahead. Was it your job to evaluate his girlfriend choices back in the day? Uh, he didn't have very many. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous. He was a late bloomer. I was. It again. Armpit hair. Yes. Junior year in high school. And now men are getting no, armpit he, hair he waxed. Girls and stuff, I know, but I, I definitely had my. I actually, I had to, you know, say my opinion. But, you know, I'm kind of glad there weren't a bunch of girls around that have to hit them around. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. You know, I, it, I didn't. I obviously, as a basketball player, you invest so much time into basketball. You know, you do through high school AAU. You don't have a lot of time for the girls in high school. That's so exactly I, true. I'll vouch for that. And that's kind of my excuse for being lame, too. But yeah. I did focus a lot on basketball. I so. did, too. And yeah, but then and college came around, and then he was... Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. After losing 30 pounds, too, and not eating yeah. as much. I think that was the key. We could do this probably all day, Rachel, but because of time constraints, we gotta we got to go for a little bit of a walk-off here, a little baseball term. Um, Do you know what that is, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, nope, the game no. is over, and every <laughs> the game is over, and everybody walks off the field. All right, Rachel, that's right. You're you're up to bat, and you uh, you're gonna hit a home run to end the game and win it for your team. So that'd be a walk off. So something to hit hit it over the fence here that you want us to know about our guy Ryan Anderson before you before you walk off the uh, the bases here. Make it juicy, or proud. Make it juicy or nice. It could just spot. be nice. It could just be nice. Can I just say something nice? Sure, oh. sure, yeah. Yeah, see, that's our relationship. He's going to be the best uncle ever. Wow, that's And he's nice. also the godfather I'm of the my godfather child. on this day. <laughs> on this day. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's probably one of the most genuine people you'll ever meet, and I absolutely love him. This is getting the quite end. adorable, you guys. <laughs> the end. Yeah. The end. Well, I think we can end on that, then. That's sweet, Rach. Thanks. <laughs> I right. love you. Rachel Gross. Hey, uh, Mushu, uh, congratulations <laughs> on the uh, upcoming baby. Um, Thanks. I hope that um, I hope that the new baby is not 11 pounds. Oh gosh, like yeah. your brother. I know. I'm I'm hoping that as well, but it's it's gonna be a big baby. They even told me. How big is the dad? Yeah. How big is yeah? That's My six husband's one. six two. Six one. Six, six one. Two. Six two. 
Oh, see, that's yeah, but so. she, but his sister's his sister's tall, and I'm tall. Six foot. Is she six? Okay. Sh- what how, size thirteen shoe? Am I right? Yeah, in men. For the girl, so that's. I'm sorry. Be big, what? Yeah, for his sister. <laughs> sorry, <his> what? Sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Size thirteen men shoe. That's impressive. That all is. right. Um, so, safe uh, safe delivery. All the best, Thank Rachel. You. Next Thank time you we're much. next time we're out in Sacramento, will you make sure you come by and say hi? Of course. Are David, you, next time can we do can we have her on the air too? Next time we do the in game. Oh uh yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Let's do it. Except well, I don't yeah. know what to say about any of the players. <laughs> we well, talked about the Oscars well, well, last time, well, right? Yeah, yeah, well listen, we have a lot you have a lot of time to do homework. Yeah, true. You you can kind of keep up. Study up. You, you know as much as you need to know about Sacramento. We'll ask you when we come in. All right. There we go. Rachel, nice to meet you. <laughs> I appreciate for having me on. I appreciate you giving me a lot of material here for uh, Ryan teasing coming up. <laughs> Mushu. Mushu. All right. Love good. you, Mushu. <laughs> Love you. That's Rachel Groves. That's Ryan's sister is our special guest here on the Black and Blue Report. We're long overdue for a break, so we'll take that real quick, and then we'll wrap up today's program with Ryan. Here. This Friday night, March 14th, your New Orleans Pelicans take flight when the Portland Trailblazers come to town. See all-star Anthony Davis when the action tips off at the Smoothie King Center at 7 p.m. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party gets underway at 5.30 with live music, interactive games for the kids, appearances by the Pelicans dance team, Pierre the Pelican, and a whole bunch more. Tickets for the Friday night matchup with the Blazers start as low as $16 and are available now at pelicans.com. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, Ryan, how'd you like your uh, special guest today? It was a huge surprise, and honestly, um, I mean, I've done something, you know, with my mom, my dad, you know. My brother-in-law is always around, so it's fun to to share something like that with my sister. So thank you guys for that surprise. That was Daniel's great. the one to put in the legwork on that. So that's thanks, buddy. Very good. That was great. All right, gentlemen, we have a game tonight. The Pelicans. This could actually be a really big deal. Pelicans have yet to win four in a row this year, right? <clears throat> they have not swept a division opponent in a season since they did so against Memphis in 07-08. They would also match last season's win total with a win tonight. And they would keep this homestand perfect as well. So, without further ado, give me thoughts on Pelicans, Grizzlies tonight, how you all see it maybe, maybe going or what, what you need to see. Well, tonight. I see the Pelicans <coughs> play Memphis well every single time. In the last two years, they've, regardless of who's on the floor, they've played them well. Memphis is a much better team than the previous three. Their bench is playing a lot more minutes, playing a lot better. They're 24 and nine since the All Star since January, so they're really starting to pick it up. And this is what Memphis does every year. They're kind of floundering up until a point, and then they make this big charge and get into the playoffs, and then surprise people in the playoffs because they play a playoff style basketball with their defense and slow it down kind of basketball. So tough matchup tonight, but I, you know, I like the way the guys have been playing lately. Uh, the bench has really stepped up, and, and they're getting different contributions from different people. I still think that the three guys, uh, Anthony Davis, Tyreek Evans, and Eric Gordon, have to play above their averages uh, in order for the Pelicans to win, with guys stepping up, of course. But I think it's a good opportunity. I think they can, you know, kind of – I think they can get this win. It's definitely a winnable game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think – Obviously, like you said, Memphis has really stepped up the way they're playing with a healthy Marcus All back. I mean that that duo, you know, with Zach uh, Randolph and Marcus is probably the toughest in the NBA. But uh, yeah, I mean the way that the guys are playing lately, they're playing so hard, they're fighting, and and uh, you know it just says so much about this team the way they're playing because they obviously Monty is just sort of leading the charge right now. You know, we're he's leading the charge through these this this last portion of the season and 
guys are are committing to just playing hard and playing uh, together and and getting better and you know in my opinion like you said I mean matching last season's win um, in the win column is is important because you know obviously we want to improve every year we want to get better and Obviously, we want to have healthy seasons, but, uh, you know, these guys are battling, they're fighting, and, and um, you know, it's. I think tonight's definitely going to be a, a, a really fun game to watch because it's going to be such a battle. I, I mean, you know, our bigs have a lot, a lot on their plate tonight, so, uh, but I know that they're ready. We had a great shoot around this morning. Since you're serving as co-host, is there any topic that you need to get off your chest today? Any questions you need to ask the panel? I don't want to, I don't want to mm. leave the show here without you having ample opportunity to, uh, serve as a co-host today you know guys sean as we were walking over here there's actually a, a, a couple war movies that we were talking and discussing talking about defiance was one i had in in my left hand and what was the other one the, uh, uh it was kirk douglas in uh road uh, path to glory path to glory now my question for you guys is what is the greatest war movie of all time sands of iwo jima guns of navarone you got to pick just one. I know. I can't. Greatest war movie. See, wow. I like it because you put me on the spot right there, and I hit you right back yeah, with the did. one that puts both of you on the spot. I don't spot. know if I like this. You got to think about thing. this, man. Gosh. Greatest war movie, David. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I really do not have a... Platoon for me, probably. Platoon is Platoon one is that everyone one. was talking about the other day. I had this discussion the other day. Actually, I know what my favorite one is. Saving Private Ryan is my favorite. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Tom Hanks, is he the most versatile actor of all time? Well, well he's up there. I think so. David? I'd agree. Yeah. I would agree. Tom Hanks. All right. Platoon is, is a pretty uh, graphic. Pretty rough. Yes. I haven't seen it, but okay. I heard it's intense. Put it on your list. Two different eras we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Platoon being the Vietnam era. Right. Right. And uh, Saving Private Ryan centered around the D-Day invasion. So, a World War II. Both very brutal wars, though. Yes. Yes. Now, Saving fa- Pri- Private Ryan is a good one. Yeah. There's it's no doubt. That opening one. scene is about as riveting as it gets. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. That's right. So, by the way, Lou, just, uh, Lou Schumann, our director of broadcasting, just wrote down a nice note. As you watch some of these movies... Mm-hmm. World War II Museum, and speaking of Tom right. Hanks, he's the executive producer of that 4D experience over there. Is he really? Yes. That's, I've always wanted to go. Unbelievable. I've waited yes. for my dad. My dad uh, is a big history buff, and you know he wants to come down here and see that, but okay. we haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, maybe a good off-season move there. Love it. Perhaps. That's a great call. One more thing before we go. Speaking of movies, there are a couple of films, mm. films out on YouTube right now, and mm. I think pelicans.com too. Um, featuring yourself and Anthony Davis promoting Toast for the Coast on Saturday at the Audubon Aquarium of the Americas. Um, this is a very uh, avant-garde look at mm. you and uh, Mr. Davis mm. at the aquarium. Got to love it. Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we got really in-depth with the animals there. Um, you know, we... <laughs> we uh, no, I mean, we had some hands-on experiences. I've never held a... I held a penguin. You know, not a lot of people could say that. And it has fur. It has <laughs> fur. You know, hold when on. You, when you, it, I swear to you, when you hold that thing, it feels like a wet dog. You know, that's what it felt like. And, you know, you give it a little pat on the back. They're it, feathers. It, it, it is feathers. I felt like an idiot. I said, what, is this fur? And they said, <laughs> feathers. So if the bird, feathers, probably a good correlation. I, I, um, I, uh patted a, a uh, hawk's uh, back, too. I did that. A hawk, you know, that yeah, thing could... He, he could have pecked my hand off, but yes. he didn't. Hazlitt. Well, can you imagine that press conference? I don't know, that would have been bad. Yeah. Um, but but the zoo, I've never... I actually had never been to the aquarium. Okay. I'd been to the zoo. Right. Uh, I'd never been to the aquarium here, and it was it was a really fun experience. It was... It was uh, obviously, it was... You know, we got the behind the scenes, but still, it was it was really fun. That was a, a great uh, great appearance. Toast for the Coast, March fifteenth. Yes, tickets available at Pelicans.com. That is really kind of the signature player interaction event of the year. It is. Yes, and it'll be a fun venue too because before it's been obviously last year was sort of the the formal right. Yes. It, it was formal and sit down and have dinner, but here it's kind of. Uh, it sounds like it'll be a little bit more interactive and just a little bit more fun because it's in a different setting. All right, so, so that'll be good. We're going to raise money for Audubon Institute's uh, education and uh, protection of 
coastal wetlands. Which is a great cause. Yes. Um, did you swim with the fishes? I did. You made a Godfather <laughs> reference earlier. Swim with the fishes? No, I didn't swim with the fishes. Fredo, don't Fred- get in the boat. I mean, just don't get in the boat. Unbelievable scene, by the way. Yes. This is not going to end well. No, Fred- yeah. I saw. I actually watched that earlier this year, and it's just one of the best movies of all. I mean, that might be the best movie of all time. Okay, yeah, sorry, I'm just throwing it out. Way up there. Um, real quick, before we go, uh, there, there's so <laughs> many things. This is the thing about you. You've made yourself, at a very young age, a very well-rounded individual old i mean we could soul, do guys we, old soul see that's what yeah. I was trying to we do. could do a show yeah 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 on your faith <laughs> we could do a show on just yeah. basketball we could do a show on a lot of things but the fashion industry is something that you've kind of dabbled in a little oh, bit here man. is there i don't we, we're gonna run out of time i'm sure we're way over now but is there a if somebody wanted to learn more right. about that part of you is there yeah. something internet wise that they can look to oh, i know that man. you've kind of gotten yourself involved with Internet-wise, no, but I've learned from some experience from former teammates. Um, Uh-oh. You know, some guys know how to dress around here. Uh, J.J. Redick being one of them. I mean, he's Oh, actually, not around here. No, no, not around this team. These oh, okay. guys. Thank we you. We get into trouble I, around here. I was going team. to say, if you're talking about around here, I'm uh, Oh, Anthony's going to be on GQ. Or, yeah. Okay, Anthony, I saw his GQ spread. He looks great, by the way. They kind of airbrushed his unibrow out a little bit yeah. and pissed me off. But okay. he... Uh, uh, according to Anthony, you know, he because he saw the same thing. He said, "Why'd you airbrush my unibrow?" And they said they didn't. I think that they may have done it a little bit though. So when you see it, just just draw, you know, draw it in with a sharpie. Please yeah. tell me he did not wear anything remotely close to what he had on All Star Saturday night. I didn't. What was he wearing All Star Saturday? Like night? rolled up pants. And oh no! Was did he have a tie on? He had. Yeah. He you had couldn't a, get past it, the rolled up pants. No, I <laughs> Yeah, it was, he was wearing it, it. Really? Yes. Suspenders? No, no. These green pants rolled up to just below oh, his no. calf. What? Socks and whatever Anthony was wearing in the GQ spread looked great. And for me, you know, I'm a big tie clip guy. I'm a big pocket square guy. Okay. So, um, for you know, it's kind of as I'm sitting out, you know, through these times, I can actually focus a little bit more on. Maybe what am I going to wear for the game tonight? So I, you know, put put a few things together, and uh, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to survive in this fashionable industry we we're in. Plus, I mean, we're guys are getting fined left and right around the league for not dressing appropriately. Is that back now? It's back. Okay, big time. Well, man, um, Rick Fox killed us. He killed us on the road about us. our how, guys. Our guys about how they came to the gym. Ooh. Yeah. On well, the, on for NBA a while, TV. I kind of yep. thought that maybe it had kind of gone away based on the way some guys were dressing. Exactly. I'm not naming names. Right. But but obviously that's been addressed, and and nobody wants to lose that much money. It's no. a, it's really unbelievable if I were to tell you how much money somebody would have to pay for that. Well, they're trying to make you do it, and if they don't make it enough, then what's – Five hundred. What's a thousand? A guy right. making two million. Yep. Right. So quick story. Uh, we were on. We were in Phoenix. Got on the bus. Go to the, go to the gym. Right. Chris Ball was already on the bus. At that point, this was this was Chris's team at that time, and Julian Wright walked on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian will probably get mad at me for telling the story, but Julian used to mm-hmm. love matching baseball cap to his shirt and then whatever, and he came on the bus. <laughs> Probably head on backwards or whatever, just not not the way probably you would dress to go to the game. Let's right. put it that way. Right. And Chris on the bus talked to him about we're going to work. This is not how we dress to go to work. Really, it was an older player. Chris wasn't that old at the time, but he was an older player talking to a younger player about this is the way we go to work. And Wait, so is, Chris was the veteran still, though? He was or the just, veteran, but I mean a young gotcha. veteran. Yeah, right, and right, Julian, right. I think, was a rookie at the time. Right. But this was an example of an older player telling a newcomer that we we dress to go to work and kind of this is what is expected. And, right. and you strike me, I don't know if you're that vocal with guys, but you strike me as somebody who would want to bring a young guy along like that. I don't want people to lose money, and, I don't, I, and obviously the NBA is taking such a route to pro- obviously guard and protect their – their image you know they want to they want professionalism around and and um <clears throat> yeah I've, I've had conversation with the guys but the problem is you know 
are they going to listen to are they going to listen to me and most guys probably when they dress up they probably don't want to dress up in the suit with the pocket square and the tie clip mm-hmm. you know they want to wear something more comfortable or more casual but um Toast for the Coast, March 15th, Pelicans.com. <laughs> uh, you'll see plenty of us dressing up very nice because we have to. And, and David's a pretty snappy dresser, too. He'll be on Fox Sports New Orleans. He's on TV, you know. He'll be on TV he, tonight. Is he? He's pretty good. He is You've good. been there. Yep. But he's, he actually does dress up really, really well. Yes, he does. I do my best. We are Check way him out over tonight. time. Way over. I know. Yeah, I see I Daniel eyeballing this topic. <laughs> like, um, I, Daniel. Well, all right. All right, let's finish with this. One last thing. Yes. You've said it 19 times. <laughs> <laughs> About being overtime? Do it again. Do it again. Daniel, if you'll edit out all the times that I've said we're overtime. No? Daniel, we could do that. We could just save this for the second podcast. We, you don't even have to do another one next <laughs> well, time. It's tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow yeah. to Anthony continue. Anthony Morrow would love that. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> tomorrow, Anthony Morrow's on the program. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Morrow Vision. Uh, tomorrow with him, we have a very special guest lined up for Anthony as well, and hopefully we'll be recapping a Pelicans win over the Grizzlies tonight. Ryan Anderson, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, guys. It was fun. Thanks to uh, Rachel Groves today. Thanks, Rachel. Jarrah's Bird. Hump and, Day! And, of course, Wesley Day. <laughs> David Wesley. All right, on the radio tonight at 7, on the television tonight starting at 6.30, Pelicans and Grizzlies. Uh, if you're catching this this afternoon here on March the uh, 12th. Um, last Hope you have a long lunch. This is true. Um, <laughs> but tickets are still available tonight. There are limited tickets available for Friday's game against Portland and Sunday against Boston. So if you're thinking about coming out this weekend, better hustle up. All right, for all involved, let's say goodbye. This has been the Black and Blue Report on this Wednesday. Don't forget you can find us at Pelicans.com, NewOrleansSaints.com, both of the two teams' apps, and, of course, free on iTunes. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.